This is Agents Influence Podcast. Facebook, social media, and digital marketing platforms are not sales tools. They are marketing, they are branding, and they are relationship enhancing tools. If you do those three correct, the marketing, the branding, and the enhancing of relationships, well, then it becomes a sales tool for you problem with it is what we try to do is we try to sell and then we try to come in and we try to provide the marketing, provide the branding, and provide enhancing the relationship. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family. Hello, Agents Influence loyal listeners. This is Cass back with you again with another podcast here on the Agents Influence Grow Pad Podcast Network. Uh, it's been a little bit of a time. I got to tell you, I have been extremely busy, and I know we all are, but just not business related. I have been flying around the country giving uh, keynote speech uh, talks in Ohio and Texas and My son just graduated and I have family in town from all over the place and he decided to play in the conference tennis finals a week and a half ago and he won that and then he went into sectionals and he won that. Keep in mind this kid just decided his sophomore year he was going to play tennis. He'd never played in his life. Wanted to do it because all of his friends were doing it and now here he was. He won sectionals and now he's on the way to state so I've got to leave for state uh, tomorrow and the next day which I already had uh, plans for all my family and we had a big big gathering planned and we were going to go out to the lake and so we've scrapped all that and half the family's going back home half the family's going to Chicago uh, with us it has just been wild and the whole time I've been sitting there thinking to myself and I'm serious about this like I want to do a podcast see I didn't say I need to do a podcast that is part of it too But I want to do a podcast because I get things, you know, you guys know, I got things that I'm thinking about, things that I want to get out. And so I want to, I want to let you guys know something real quick. I, my, my next three, four, eight, 10, 12 months is going to be defined to describing and getting out the word influence. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I think if relationships are the key to the future, that's what Daniel Burris, the futurist, is telling us. That's what we can look back in the past and know has made us successful today is relationships. And they're only going to increase in the society we're creating, where we're sharing, where we're caring, and we're connecting with people in ways we never have. And it's going to only continue, which means relationships are going to evolve, they're going to change, but they're going to be more important than ever. And I believe when you talk about relationships, I believe a word that fits into that, you need to be using the word and understanding the word influence. 
And so I've really taken some time. I've been talking to some people, talking to my wife, talking to friends. I actually talked to a random stranger at the coffee shop the other day about this and just asking them, what do they define the word influence as? And give me an example of influence. That's what I've been, that's what I've been saying to people. And I've been recording that because it's really, really weird. Um, some of the answers I'm getting, and we're going to slowly start talking about that and revealing that here at Agents Influence and just getting it out and getting your feedback because I really think that there's like, I think there's like a 40, 50, 80, 100 page book that could be written that we could give out to people in this industry. Um, Not only that, just give out to people in society to help explain what influence is. Now, you may think, well, how could you write a whole book on that? Because it's so fascinating. I mean, I found out that you can receive um, uh, influence. You can give influence. You can use other people's influence to build other people up. You can build other people's influence to build them up. You can use other people's influence to build up your own processes in your own life. Some people see it as a negative. Some people see it as a positive. There are so many different ways. I mean, that is only just the tip of the iceberg of the things that I'm going to talk about. But then I'm going to turn around and break each one of those down into insurance for you. And, and, and how that means that and how can we enhance those relationships by being uh, having influence. And maybe not only how do we get influence, how do we become an influencer? What does that look like? I believe that's the key to building relationships in the future. I believe that when so many people follow and are connected with so many people, after a while, you got to somehow sift out who's the good, who's the bad, and who's someone that you really want to spend your time with, actually concentrate and use some of the advice that they're giving. And I believe that influence is going to be a key to that. So I don't want to talk much more than that. I just want you guys, you guys are going to hear me talking about influence a lot. You're going to be like, why does Jason keep talking about this? Well, if you go back to 2014 to the beginning of the year and you listen to those podcasts, um, I believe one of them's called... uh, Social and Digital Business WTF, which means why the face. And it was, and I did that, and that was actually the beginning um, uh, of, the, of the book that I've written called Customer Services Just Foreplay. If you want to find that, you can go to insuranceforeplay.com, insuranceforeplay.com. And so I, I wrote that, and so I think you're going to start to see that this is the beginning here, and I, and I encourage you guys because I am going to write this book, but I'm also going to reach out to about five or six agents. I have one or two of them in my head right now, and I'm going to have them give 10, 15 pages of the book as to what they define to be influence and give some examples that they found in the insurance industry. So you heard it here first. We're going to put out a book that's going to help you understand what influence is. And when you can understand the different facets and and, and see influence in action, it's going to help you with those relationships. When you get helped with relationships, your business starts to increase because when uh, when people know that you have good relationships and you're creating great relationships, they want to get to you know who you are. No one can cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So I want to also tell everybody again uh, again about uh, Grow Lab 2017 that we have coming up. I mean, folks, I don't know about you, but I'm serious. This is going to be incredible. So what are we going to be doing there? We've got a customer experience extravaganza. You're like, what in the world is that? Exactly. You have no idea because we're putting together something that is going to be real life. Remember, this is all about practicality. This isn't going to a conference or a convention or a trade show and you're sitting there listening to some consultant or speaker on the stage who hasn't sold a policy in 5, 10, 15, if ever. Um, And here we 
are trying to listen to them and you're listening to them for like two seconds and you're like, this person has no clue what I do on a daily basis. We're not having that. We're not going to charge you $300, $700, $800 to come watch some people who are big CEOs who, once again, have no idea what you're doing on a daily basis. And you hear this all the time. You're like, well, you know, Jason, it's worth it. If you just bring back one thing from, from this event, it's going to be worth it. The problem with it is if you go to three or four or five of these events, you can't bring back one thing and expect to institute five, six, seven things in one year and be successful. That's the reason why we're not successful is because we're trying to do too much. Yes, it's cool to go to these things and get that warm, fuzzy feeling. But folks, when you're spending the amount of money you are to go to these to these uh, conferences, the amount of time that you're away. See, that's what no one ever, ever does. I mean, seriously, take your book of business, find out how many hours you roughly work a week, divide it, do the math and figure out how much you are an hour. Then figure for that conference, you're gone for three days. And then this, the, these five, seven, $800 that you spent to go to the conference. I'm speaking to myself too. It's absolutely ignorant that we do this. And I do have a lot of people though that say to me, they say, Jason, how come you're not in DC anymore? Hey, Jason, how come you're not in Palm Springs? How come you don't come to the IOAO thing? Well, first of all, they won't even allow me IAOA they won't talk talk to these guys they won't even allow me in the group you know why they won't allow me in the group because they say I'm not a true agency owner I'm gonna tell you what right now of the three or four guys that created that group one of them's not even an agency owner okay seriously that that's who we're talking about here and they say that I'm not a true agency owner I don't know many more true agency owners besides me I'm being honest with you I just don't know many more but the point is is that you don't need all that blah What you need is you need to be in a room full of agents who are actually doing what you're doing. And you need to be able to ask a question and get a response from someone who's actually doing what you're doing. You need to be able to ask a question and get a response from someone who actually has been in the business and actually spoke to another customer. This is very, very important. And that's what we do here at Grow Lab 2017. That's what we do at all the Grow Labs. And so we're only having 100 people, and I'm not joking with you here. I don't know the exact amount, but I know we're somewhere in the 40 range of people who have registered. Now, you got to talk about that's current mastermind members, okay? And not all the mastermind members have registered because we're going through them one at a time. We have a special process for them because keep in mind, they get to come for free because they're mastermind members. Um, And then we've got a handful of other people. I don't know how many. I really don't that have signed up. I know we're in the 35, 40, 42, 43 range. And we're only taking 100. And this thing's not until August 24th. So I'm telling you, you probably need to sign up really, really soon. And also, the uh, deadline for you to sign up to be a Mastermind member, if you sign up by by June 1st to become a Mastermind member, you automatically get to come to that thing for free. If you sign up to be a Mastermind member afterwards, we can't give it to you for free because that's just not fair to everybody else who's been a loyal Mastermind member out there. Grow Lab 2017, you can go to growlab.com. Uh, 2017.com growlab2017.com just go there and 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 sign up it is awesome it's i'm just telling you it's going to be something you've never experienced before um besides the nightlife that we're going to have on a rooftop uh thinking about doing some things that uh, you've never seen done before because this isn't a conference it's not a convention and it's not a trade show 
So very, 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 very important. Thank you very much for reaching out to us on iTunes and on Stitcher and on uh, Google Play. We appreciate you very much. And if there's anywhere that you want to see our podcast that you think could make it easier to be found by other insurance agents, because keep in mind, by you giving me your thoughts and you giving me your ideas, I'm telling and projecting around the world the things that you should say. I think that there is a direct correlation between the amount of change that is happening in the industry and things that are happening in society and technology. But I also believe that because of agency, uh, agency nation radio, because of insurance in your own words, because of agency, agents influence, and because of other top podcasts out there, they're getting you to, they're getting the word out. They're allowing us to get out of our cubicle, get out of our office and actually understand and experience, literally experience what other agents are doing to say, am I doing what's best for my client, for my agency, for my employees? Yay or nay. And that's the beauty of what we're doing here at Agents Influence. And that's the beauty of what you're going to get at Grow Lab 2017. Go there and check that out, I promise you. Now, here's what I want to talk about today because I really, it's just me, but I just wanted to talk about some things regarding um, social media and some marketing. Been getting a lot of marketing, yes, to all you loyal listeners out there who have reached out to me. I am going to start getting back into some more marketing things. You guys love the agency operations. I've been getting some stuff for sales. I am going to get more back into marketing only because marketing has been changing so fast. So first of all, I want to also let you know my allergies are really acting up. So if if you hear me sniffling or whatever, I apologize for that. I'm, I'm trying not to, but I just wanted to give you a little heads up there. But I want to let you guys know, if you don't know, I started in, uh, actually became, uh, set up my current corporation on December 22nd of 2009. I remember that forever because that was a big day for me. And uh, December 22nd of 2009, I opened up my doors on 1-1 of 2010. I did not, I was 99.9% commercial insurance. That's what I did. I was taught to go out and kill it, bring it in. They would, they would clean it and prepare it. I had to go out and serve it. And then once I served it, they would clean up the plates and everything um, uh, for dinner. If you, if you really hear that analogy, I'm, that was really the analogy I was given back in like 2003 by my, or no, excuse me, back in 2004 by my prior owner. He basically gave me that same analogy. He said, that's your job. He said, don't worry about anything else except going out and killing it, bringing it in and going back out and proposing it. I said, okay, fantastic. I can do that. That's what I was trained to do. The problem with it was when I started my own agency, I had a lot of agency owners come to me and they said, Jason, to be successful, you need to have social or you need to have uh, personal lines, excuse me. And you've got to have personal lines in your agency. It stays on the books. It uh, It's more consistent. And it's just there. It's something you need to have a st- stable agency. And I think there's a lot of you guys right now that probably may be disagreeing, and that's fine. Um, I've met a lot of agents who said, no, you don't need personal lines. I, Ironically enough, those guys have been selling for like 40 and 50 years and they're not retired. But anyways, maybe that has nothing to do with it. I don't know everybody's situation. But the point is, I seem to find that the most successful agencies that I consult with or that I encounter, they usually have a lot of personal lines or at least 30, 40%. Um, The most healthy agencies out there are around 50, 50, 60, 40, 60, 40, however that could be. Um, The companies are trying to get you to go that way because they have the insight that tells them that that's the best type of an agency. It's not that they're trying to get rid of you because they want you to get 50-50. They're trying to help you with all of the technology and all of the analytics and all of the data that they have that proves that those are the most successful agencies. Keep that in mind. A lot of times we get... uh, 
we get too, um, I can't think of the word, we get too cautious in what our companies are trying to tell us because we think that they're always out for their own motive. Well, of course they probably are, but their own motive is for them to be successful. And they realize that there is a certain part of the society, a very large majority part of the society that wants to buy from an independent insurance agent. And they know it's going to be that way for a while. So they are giving you information because they do care about your agency. And actually what they really care about is your business. You should never, never, never run your business like an agency, and you should always run your agency like a business. Very, very important to know. Now, when we're talking about why we should be 50-50 or the the personal lines, that's what I was told, and so I decided to think like, okay, I'm going to do this. How am I going to do this? I've never been taught to like go talk to someone and be like, hey, uh, can I help you with your auto or home? And keep in mind at this point in time, I wasn't on Facebook. I didn't understand email marketing. I mean, I was just now starting to figure out that my agency that I was at, the reason I left and started my own, was not doing these things, but I didn't have a real clear grasp of what these things were. I just knew of these tools, but I didn't know how to put them together. And so I decided to use like this stuff. So I believe April 12th, I started my Facebook page. I started my uh, YouTube account and LinkedIn account. And I just started going to town. Now, keep in mind, folks, back in 2010, when you were first doing, when I was first doing this, like if I had 500 fans, not friends, fans for my page, for my business page, if I had 500 fans and I made a post like 700 people would see it. That's totally opposite today. Today, if you have 500 uh, fans, on average, two to 10% of your posts are being seen. By no boosts, no anything, just straight posting it. So you, you can kind of do the math there. That's like 10 to whatever that would be, like 30 people are seeing that post of those 500. Okay. So, and, and really, sometimes two to 10% can even be high. Um, there's a lot of people out there, you may be saying to yourself like, oh, we get 30, 40, 50, 60% engagement. Okay, that's good. That That's really good. And that, and that and that's the goal. Um, I wouldn't, I'm, I would almost guarantee you that's not happening on every post, but I can guarantee you that's, that's pretty good. At the Insurance Alliance, we love Rocket Referrals. Why? Because we have very little, if any, work to do. And we have clients who are coming up to us and thanking us at the bank or the basketball game saying, thank you for the birthday card. And it blows us away because it lets them know that we knew that their birthday was important to them. But at the same time, we were able to consistently make sure that every one of our clients gets it. And that's just something that's really, really hard to do without the automation of Rocket Referrals. So go to rocketreferrals.com and check them out. Now, that was the difference back then. So if I made a a post, boom, it just went. Now, that was called what we call organic reach on Facebook. And a lot of people got mad because like three, four years later, people were like, oh man, Facebook's making us pay for all of our ads. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I started paying as soon as they allowed me to pay. Now, you might be saying, well, why were you doing that? Well, why would I not? First of all, I don't know about you guys, okay? This is maybe your town's different than mine. But if I go to my local newspaper and I give them an ad, they usually charge me to put it in there. And and it's the weirdest thing because the billboard companies and the radio companies do the same thing. But yet we think that when we go to Facebook, we should be able to do that for free. Makes no sense, folks. If you think that way, you're probably running your business like an agency. And it's the reason why you're having problems getting past seven to 8% growth. I'm not being mean. 
I'm just being real. Let's start to think about things. I say it all the time. Things that happen in the virtual world happen in the real world and just the same, vice versa. If you want to pay to advertise in the real world, you got to pay to advertise in the virtual world. Yeah, but I own my profile or I own my page. No, you don't. You don't own anything, folks. Yeah, you can download your data, but if you read the privacy and terms, it's going to tell you that once you post something there, it's there. And not only that, that's their platform. That's not your platform. They could flip the switch tomorrow, boom, and shut it off. And you can't go call the cops. You can't go get a lawsuit. It's their platform. It's theirs. Okay? So keep that in mind. They want to charge, they're going to charge, and it only makes sense to charge. But also, folks, it's not because they're just the most greedy people in the world named Facebook. There really is a reason to this. And let me give you the reason. The, these, these, these times in these uh, uh, that I'm giving you are not 100% exact, but they're really, really close. The, the average person who has 500 friends, now we're talking friends, not fans. We're talking friends, like your friends, your profile. If you have 500 friends... The average person on is like 47 minutes a day is on Facebook. That means if they have 500 friends and they're on for 37 minutes a day throughout the day, and most of us are on a lot longer and most of us have a lot more friends than that. I'm just giving you an example. It says, Facebook says that they have a possibility of seeing 1,100 to 1,500 stories. Let's say posts. Posts is a story. That's how many they have. But yet, if they're on for those 47 minutes, they can only possibly see three to 500 stories or posts. So you see the problem here? So Facebook has to show the best posts to that user that are the most relevant, the most interesting, and the most engaging. Because if they didn't do that to us, we would never go to Facebook because we wouldn't really care about all the people on there and be like, oh, this is boring. I really don't really associate with these people. Or And maybe one out of 10, you'd be like, oh, look, there's one of my friends. Yeah, I wish I could see them more. Well, Facebook knew, knows this. And so they have to say to themselves, if they can only see three to 500 because they're only on for 47 minutes a day, but yet they have a possibility of seeing 12 to 1500, that means we have to filter out the ones that are least, that we feel their algorithm does. It's called edge rank. They, they have to weed out what edge rank feels is not um, pertinent or engaging or interesting to you. Now, Facebook creates an option that says, if you want us to put you in that 300 and guarantee that you get seen, pay us. It's real simple. I mean, really, when you think about it, Facebook's actually allowing you to advertise on their platform for absolutely free. They're just saying, if you give good, high-value content that's engaging, more people will see it, more people will engage with it, and we're going to put you into those three to 500 stories that are seen by that person who's on 47 minutes a day for free. But if you want to put junk out there, or for some reason someone doesn't find it of value, in that case, you're going to have to goose it with a couple dollars, and then we will force you into that newsfeed. Do you see that? Yes, it's about making money, but it's also just about simplicity of making their business model the best possible and trying to make sure that they're driving you. See, see, Facebook gets paid more and has more value when you go to it multiple times a day. 
So think of that. If like I had a business and let's say I show, stole, or I show, well, I do have a business, it's an insurance agency, whatever it could be though. If I can get a customer to come in 10 times a day or I can come in to have them do one time a day, I'm gonna have more likely of making sales. I'm gonna have more likelihood of more engagement. I'm gonna get to know the, that person better. And then what I can do is then whenever I'm selling my business, I can go and I can say, hey, listen, I have this many customers and on average they come in this many times a day. And guess what? They're the ones who are the most engaging. So the more that I have that, the more the value of my business goes up. It's the same thing with Facebook. They go to marketers and say, hey, listen, you're wanting to go after insurance agents to show your ad to them um, for your conference. Well, guess what? We have this many agents who come in at this many times. And all of a sudden, the more agents that are coming, the more likelihood I have an opportunity. And not only are they coming, but they're coming multiple times a day. That then builds the value for Facebook to be able to charge me more to have those benefits of getting in with that group of people. It, it only makes sense, folks. It only makes sense. So quit hating and start creating value that is, or creating, creating content that's of value. There's a couple C's we need to remember here. We need to remember connection. We've got to connect with people. That's what we're meant to do on Facebook, okay? We've got to create content. Okay, we gotta create content. We gotta create content that's valuable. So we need to connect with them. We need to create content that's valuable. We need to be always curating content. What's that mean? We need to constantly be looking for content. If you go to my uh, 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 my gallery on my phone, you will see that I have screenshots just incredible because I see these things out there and I take screenshots and I put them in my gallery. And then when I'm wanting to create content for my Hootsuite or for whatever, and I'm going to give it to my intern or I'm going to give it to one of my virtual assistants, now I have a whole slew of them that I can give them and say repurpose or recreate this or change these out, put in our logos, whatever it could possibly be. That's what I'm constantly doing there. So I'm, I need to connect with them. So I got to create content. I have to curate content for, for a future time. And what's important is, is that I've got to connect with them so that I can convert. Okay. Now I started with connect. I end with connect because that's the whole point of what we're doing on social media is trying to connect, create and enhance relationships. And that's sometimes what we forget. I, I'm, I want you, I want you, if you have to, I want you to hit the back button so you can hear this again. Facebook, social media, and digital marketing platforms, platforms are not sales tools. They are marketing, they are branding, and they are relationship enhancing tools. That's what they are. Now here's the deal. If you do those three correct, the marketing, the branding, and the enhancing of relationships, well, then it becomes a sales tool for you. The problem with it is what we try to do is we try to sell and then we try to come in and we try to provide the marketing, provide the branding, and provide um, uh, enha enhancing the relationship. Now you may say, well, no, that's not what we do. Yes, we do. It's the same thing we do with our insurance clients. Think about it. What do we do? We call up somebody that we have no idea who they are. We try to market. We try to brand to them. And then at the end of the day, we'll try to enhance the relationship. Now, if the sale is built on, on a relationship, wouldn't we want to build the relationship, enhance it first, and then start to brand and market to them so that they know what we do? Remember, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. 
So we do that exactly opposite. It's one of the sales professors that I talked to with one time. He said, Jason, what we do is we try to write the business on price and then we backfill in relationship. Did you hear that? He said, Jason, we write the business on price and then we backfill in relationship. But the top 5% do nothing but create the relationship up first, front, up front, and then they make the sale and it's not based on price. That's what we do on social media. We try to sell by trying to say, oh, hey, we have the less insurance, or hey, here's where you can find this, or hey, here's a way to save on your insurance, or hey, this, or hey, that. And it was funny. I heard this guy in Texas actually last week. He, he said to another guy, this guy kept saying, hey, and he said, no, no, please. I, I'm just telling you, this just came to my head. He said, hey, he said, the only thing that follows hey is BS. Bullshit. Hey. I thought it was funny. I mean, I literally lost it. I think I was eating salad at the time about about spit my lettuce across the table. I thought it was funny. Anyway, sorry to get off that. But but that that is what we're doing. We're selling first. And that's why it's not working for us. That's why it's not working for us. We should be creating relationships on there by building value with people. What does that mean? That means when you hear um, Susie's daughter has just got her license and she took a picture of it and it says like, oh, hey, you know, watch out. Sally's on the road now, you know, uh, the, and she's got a picture of her, of her, of Sally, the 16 year old daughter or something. That, that's a great place where maybe you should maybe slide in a, a, a blog that you wrote, maybe behind the scenes on messages like, hey, saw the daughter is, uh, is going to be uh, driving. Here's um, a brochure or here's something that gives you a couple things that maybe you and her need to think about. I have one right here. It's called the Parent-Teen Driving Contract. I actually found this and it gives, uh, it gives about six to ten items that the teen driver has to agree to. Then at the bottom, it gives about five items that the parent agrees to. And then under it, it says, I understand my family loves and cares about me and his safety is very important to them. We signed this contract for the purpose um, of building safe driving habits. You put the date you signed it, the licensed driver signs it, and the parent signs it. And it's just a little bitty thing that says, hey, like this is a parent-teen driving contract. And it's just a nice little thing so that everybody is aware of what we all agree to do to be, remain safe behind the wheel, the parent and the, the the teenager. So I thought it was pretty darn interesting myself. And that's the kind of, of value that you can build. Um, we're going to talk more about this and I'm going to start giving you guys more marketing tips and things that you guys can use. But here's the last thing I want to close with. We're going to make this short today. I know 30 minutes you're thinking that's short. Well, if you've been a, a loyal listener for a long time, you know these things can go hours. But here's what I want you to think. A lot of times you guys are thinking, you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself, you know, I like what Jason's saying. He's got me thinking. I'm going to take some steps. And this is what you're going to think over the next couple months as we talk more about deeper into Facebook marketing. Because I have to tell you, I left Facebook marketing for a while. I was really, really big into it. But 13 and 14 and 2014, I started to just stop my ads and quit doing what I was doing because it was becoming so saturated and just blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing the corner now being turned on Facebook to where people are starting to get on there and market actually very creatively and intelligently to where it is creating it to become a very, very um, good 
uh, a sales platform. And I'm, would you not agree that like you're thinking you're actually clicking on a lot of things and checking them out as to, wow, hey, I didn't know about this or hey, I didn't know about that. I say to people all the time, where do you get your news from? They say CNN or Fox. I say, really? I say, so you go to CNN.com or go to the CNN app? They're like, now usually I see it in Facebook and I click on the link. Great. That means that you're getting your, fa- your news from fa- Facebook. We're getting almost everything from Facebook. I'm starting to see it like overwhelm our lives. And in that, I'm starting to notice that the um, that the habits are starting to change of the people who are filtering through the news feed. They're becoming a lot easier um, to lead through Facebook uh, funnels. And these are some of the things I'm trying to teach even my own son in my agency. But here's the thing that I'm learning, and I've learned this over the last couple of years, and I'm now starting to see it. I want you to know this. A lot of times when I speak, agents will come up to me, agency owners, and they'll say, you know what, I wish that young guy was in, was in my class with me, or oh, I wish I would have brought my dad, or she's the upcoming agency owner. And I, I, I'm like, yeah, you know, and I always kind of shake my head. But what they don't really realize, and I'm going to tell you guys this, is that you're making a mistake. Because if, if, if sales is built on relationships, and social tools are used to enhance relationships, what we already talked about, then putting someone who is 18, 19, 24 years old in a, in a position to use a tool to create and enhance relationships when they don't know how to do that yet, some of them do, but not of them, a lot of them do, especially it took you 15, 20, 30, 35 years to figure this out. And because you figured it out, you're great at it. It's why you're successful. That means that you should be the one that's using those tools. Now, you may say to yourself like, well, I don't know how to use those tools. Okay, great. Well, then find out how to use those tools by working in conjunction with that young person, if that's what you want to say, or that technological advanced person in your agency. Don't just say, okay, here it is. Do this. They don't understand because I just we just explained about it and you just shook your head seven times over the last 20 minutes that this is a relationship tool. And that's how you build relationships. It's how you create relationships. It's how you enhance relationships. That person doesn't necessarily know how to do that. I mean, they know how to they know how to like walk up to somebody and say hey and how to make friends. But sometimes at a young age, we don't know how to build value into other people's lives. That's stuff that you have to teach them. That's things you have to show them. You may say to yourself, "Well, I I don't know anything about this." Well, you better start learning. And uh, if you go out to the Agents Council for Technology, which is ACT, you can find that at independentagent.com. You can go out to the Agents Council for Technology, ACT. Uh, They have a social uh, media um, policy out there, which kind of lays down some guidelines of, and it's been created by other agents, not consultants and speakers who don't know anything. Um, It's actually been created by an agent group that will help you lay down some of the rules and the laws of social media in your office. Because I'll close with this. A lot of people say, Jason, we don't allow social media to be used in our office during the working day. I'm sorry that you are missing the consumerization window. You may say, what is that? Well, I can't explain that to you right now because it'd take another five to 10 minutes, but it's something that I talk about whenever I go out and I speak to people. And it's about using technology to enhance the relationships of people because no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's the consumerization window. Here's what I want to let you know. I had this agency owner come up to me and he said, Jason, he said, uh, no one uses social and digital marketing in our office. Our social media platforms is what he said. And I said, really? I said, how, how are you stopping that? And he said, well, I've had a, a computer um, tech guy come in and he's blocked all of those sites. And I looked right at him and I said, you know, your people are using social media at work, don't you? 
And he looked right at me. He said, no, I know for a fact they're not because I track all their computers. I said, do you track their phones? I, I think sometimes it's the simplest things that we look past. It's the simplest things that we think. And, it, and the aha moment went on to him. And so then and so then I saw him later in the night. And I said, you know, I just got to ask you a question. I said, are you going to prevent people from bringing their phones to the office? And he looks right at me and he says, that was my thought. I walked away and just shook my head. At the same time, he probably has a couple million dollar revenue business, and I hope it's close to my hometown because when he's not in business, I will be taking that business. And if you're one of those agents that probably lives around him or other agents like that, that's why you have to stick in this game. That's why you got to remain ethical, remain having fun, remain truthful, remain involved in your community, and your future is going to be bright because there's a lot of people out there that do not realize the change that has happened, the change that is occurring, and the change that is to come because... If you try to take the client of today, bring them into the agency of yesterday, you will have no more tomorrow. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Please tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I am going to tell the world what you have to say. Please find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher. Appreciate you and go to growlab2017.com and meet me October 24th and 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is Cass and I'm out. You've heard it been said, and heck, we've even done a podcast on it, that the more times you touch your customers, the deeper a relationship you can build as long as you're providing value. That's gotta be done, though, on automatic. It's gotta be done in a personal way to where the person believes that you had the desire and the attempt to personally touch them. That's why you need to go to rocketreferrals.com. That's how we keep in touch with all of our clients in a personal way.